In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all. Amen. Dear friends, here we are. Together we have arrived at Holy Thursday, the night when we celebrate, well, a lot of things. We just heard those blessed and wonderful words of forgiveness for the first time since Josh Wednesday, a month and a half ago. And in just a little while, we'll remember Jesus' command to love his disciples and to love one another and to show that love by washing each other's feet as we come forward and do likewise. After that, we will gather around this table and remember God's promise to show up among us in bread and in wine, celebrating Jenna, Kevin, and Katie, and their presence among this family of God's children. Basically, tonight is jam-packed with all sorts of imagery and rituals, and to top it all off, we just heard a recount of Jesus' last words. Beautiful, carefully chosen words that feel a little bit like they have nothing to do with everything I just mentioned. You see, our reading tonight, it doesn't tell the story of why we share the words of forgiveness with one another, or why we wash each other's feet, or why we gather at this table to eat bread and wine. This story doesn't mention any of the stuff that we're doing tonight, and at first that might seem awkward or confusing. But here's the thing. Tonight's story is about the power of God's love in the face of ultimate destruction and death. It's about how that love saves us from ourselves and knits us together to make us family. This reading doesn't tell the story of any of tonight's rituals, but somehow it explains all of them. Like I said, this story of Jesus' words on the cross, this is a story about the power of love, but it's not about human love. It's not about the love that we extend out of our own hearts to one another, and that's because the love that we have to offer each other is broken, is covered in sharp edges that hurt us and the ones that we extend our love to. And I know I don't need to tell you that, because as we all sit here tonight, every single one of us holds in our hearts a story about a time when the love that we had to give wasn't enough. Wasn't enough to stop the rapid growth of cancer. Wasn't enough to protect someone from natural disaster. Wasn't enough to keep our loved ones from ever experiencing pain. The best love that we have to offer one another as human beings, it's not enough to eliminate racism or sexism or any of the other isms, for that matter. The vows that we make to each other in marriage don't keep us from hurting our spouses. The pinky promises we make to our friends when we're kids don't keep us from hurting each other's feelings. Even at our best, when we try our very hardest, the love that we give one another is incomplete and it's broken. And it hurts us, and it hurts the ones we love. So thank God, 
this isn't a story about that kind of love. This is a story about God's love. About the kind of love that isn't afraid of death, or scary empire, or violence, or a cross, or shame. When Jesus is stripped naked and hung on a cross while soldiers fight over his clothing, the first thing he does is look down and build relationship. When he's hanging on the cross and he looks down, he sees his mother and the beloved disciples standing there, weeping, and he tells them to take care of each other. In this moment of crucifixion, a horrible death, intended to pile shame onto a person, Jesus shows us just how powerful God's love is. So powerful that it throws the power of shame aside for the sake of forging a family in the midst of brokenness. These gentle words that Jesus proclaims from the cross, woman, behold your son, and son, behold your mother, Shout the power of love in the face of violence and horror. Just a few days ago, some of us gathered on Palm Sunday carrying palms and shouting Hosanna as we remembered Jesus' triumphant entry into the city of Jerusalem. But our love and good intentions are broken, and they aren't enough to keep our Lord and Savior from hanging on a cross just a few days later. Even when our love isn't enough, even when our brokenness takes over and we do everything we can to kill and destroy and tear apart and break, God gives life, builds community, and gives us to each other. God's love is so powerful that it takes this This sign of horror and evil and the twisted dark side of our best intentions and uses it as a way to reveal the intensity and depth of God's love for us. God uses this as a throne from which to build community. The scene where Jesus entrusts two people to one another at the foot of the cross This is the birth of the church. This is where our family starts. This is our story of origin. Standing at the foot of the cross, we have been knit together and called to take care of each other. And it matters. It matters that it's here where we are joined. It matters that our life together begins in the moment when God pours all of God's love out all of God's death-defying, life-altering love out on the cross. It matters because it offers a word of hope and promise to our life together today. Because, beloved, we witness crucifixion all the time. We live in a world that is horribly broken We live in a world where violence rules, where the innocent die, where our best intentions aren't enough to protect our loved ones from horror and destruction. We live with tense muscles. We live holding our breath, afraid to check the news. We live wrapped up in shame. We live at the foot of the cross, 
that soil that Mary and the beloved disciple stood on together, that's the soil that we stand on every day as we watch the destruction of God's creation that God called so good. And so this story tonight, this is good news for us because it reminds us that when we witness crucifixion, when we stand on the soil and grieve at the foot of the cross, God is still up to magnificent and incredible things. It matters that our story as a family begins at the foot of the cross because we are human beings who only have broken love to extend to one another. The kind of care and compassion that we can give on our own is the kind that shouts Hosanna on Sunday and shouts crucify him just a few days later. So thank God this is a story about a different kind of love. When Jesus gives us to each other at the foot of the cross, Jesus pours out perfect and incredible love to strengthen us for the journey. We're not made family by the love that we have to offer each other. We're made family by the love of God that's shown to us in Jesus' actions on the cross. So what does that mean for us sitting here? What does that have to do with our lives? It means that the way we will be known in this world the way we will be known as a community that's pulled together in God's love is by sharing and celebrating that love with one another. It means that even though Jesus has died on the cross, we will rely on each other to witness God's love in this world. It means that we grieve together, that we acknowledge crucifixion together, hold vigil together, learn how to love together, go forth together. Our story as a family starts here, at the foot of the cross, and God keeps knitting us together as family forged in God's perfect love. So when we trace fragrant oil on one another's foreheads and remember God's command to forgive each other, we're knit together. When we hold one another's stinky feet and gently wash them clean, we are pulled and knit together. When we gather around this table and are filled with God's presence and bread and wine and the promise that God will go with us, we are knit together. When we feel covered in shame and without any hope, God grants us partners for the journey. Partners to remind us that our shame does not define us and that God's dream for us is so much bigger than loneliness and isolation. And then God brings us together at the foot of the cross and points up, asking us to notice that here, God's work of showing us what real love looks like is finally finished. Thanks be to God. Amen.